peanut man, the ice cream man, shout their wares like nobody can, like nobody can, except one man, favorite funny old Frankfurter man, pickle in the middle and the mustard on top, just the way you like it and they're all red hot. Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. This show features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined, as always, by this guy. Hello, my name is Noah Tarno. <laughs> this guy. I'm this guy. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. No, I now have to say, I, I noticed this week there were pictures of you on social media out, uh, out in public. Among yes. the hoi polloi in the Among, as the vox populi. Yes, you know what the, you know. The hoi polloi means the the people, right? Uh, yes, actually hoi means the. In that and case. not only that, you know what's what's being what's misused is that the hoi polloi, I believe, at one point was meant to be the upper class, but it quite literally means the common no. the common man. No, it means the common man. People misuse it to yes. mean the upper class. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. It's yeah. one of these words that's become, for some reason, people use it to mean the opposite, like nonplussed. Yeah. People always use nonplus to mean there's a I'm not gonna name names, but there's a podcast I was listening to where one of the members is like a grammar Nazi and he's like, uh, can I say something? I don't know, can you? He always says that. But he always he, he says nonplussed all the time with the wrong meaning. Mm-hmm. And I wanna call him out on it, but I have a life. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yes, I was uh yeah, you know, we uh my company we we mainly do corporate and private trivia events, but we've been We've been edging back into some public events, especially out here in the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, I'll hype them at the end of the show. But, yeah, we had, a, we had a really good one last week. It was fun outdoors in the fresh air here in San Francisco. Where See, the, the, the shoots, weather's not the so shoots are coming out of the ground. Life yeah. is coming back to normal. Mask mandates sure. are dropping. Oh, the, the tyranny yep. of mask mandates yep. is almost the over. tyranny. Now. Well, San Francisco, we, we actually, you know, are mostly vaccinated. It's pretty cool. I went to a bar this past week, Bill. Mm-hmm. Crowded bar. They yeah. were checking vac status at the door. Hardly any mask wearing. People on top oh, yeah. of each other. I went to it the felt, Van... It felt good. Honestly, it wasn't scary. It felt good. I went to the Van Gogh Museum today in Amsterdam with a friend. And that's the first time I've been to a museum in a long time. And I was also surprised to see that I would say 91% of the people were mask-free, which I think is a 91. terrible idea. I, I still double-masked because I don't you know. You think it was a bad idea, there. really? Well, uh, we're okay. Were they checking vac status? Uh, no, it was zip. Okay. As of as of last weekend, as of Friday, oh, no, as of Friday, uh, all pretty much everything is dead except for wearing masks in uh, mass transit. Um, but you can eat without a barcode. Uh, you don't need masks anywhere. It's like you've gone back to uh, February of 2020. What is the? I mean, Amsterdam, where you are. What's the? I mean, what? Pers- are, are, you guys did a good job of vaccinating, right? Most. I mean. Yeah, is it would, an overwhelming majority of adults? Or, or oh yeah, yeah, definitely overwhelming majority. Everyone. It was it was it was creeping north to eighty percent, which I don't know if you can do better than that to be honest for a small country. Yeah. But there uh, are hard. San Francisco's over ninety. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think. maybe. Yeah. I, bet, I, I bet you the population of San Francisco equals uh, all of uh, the Netherlands. You know what I mean? Probably. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's you know. There's some good news to be happy about in this in this crazy world of ours. Well, no, I, I got some great news for you here. I'm great start, news. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you about something you've never heard of. Actually, it's not true. Never. You, you told me about it. I, okay, I first heard of this probably five years ago. So my company we do bar bat mitzvahs, 
And when we do that, we like to learn about the kid. Same thing if we do like a birthday party for an adult. And uh, I, I remember this clearly, really nice kid. And, you know, I sent a questionnaire and the kid or a parent fills it out. And they said one of his hobbies is he likes to play pickleball. And I'm like, what the hell is pickleball? And I investigated it a little and it kept popping up and people telling me about it. A guy I know does it quite a bit with his kids. And then uh, my nephew wrote an article about it for his high school newspaper. And then our timing's very good, Bill, because last weekend, last week, there was a rash of think pieces, various places. And the New York Times took a moment out from talking about how, you know, is Biden actually providing crack pipes to violent criminals? Let's quote 10 Republicans, zero Democrats about this this fiery debate. Sorry. Uh, the Times took a minute out from that to um, – write a think piece on it about pickleball. So pickleball's having a moment. Yeah. It's, it's on everyone's mouth. It's, 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 it's all over the place right now. Had, when had you first heard of this? Uh, no, when you when you tell me about it, when you put it on our, our, our grab list about a month and yes. a half, a year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But now it's, it's really Media it's ubiquity, really Noah. It is, it, is, it is all anyone is talking about anywhere right, right. now. You know it's what? It's floating to the top of the, the barrel of brine. Last week, I was in Uganda, and no one could stop talking about pickleball the entire time I was there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's got uh, their organization, the International Pickleball Federation, or whatever they're called, has uh, 70, International Pickleball Federation, it's called, has uh, organizations representing 70 countries. And if they get five more, do you know what happens? Uh, world domination? They're eligible for the Olympics. Wow. And they're, they're shooting to get pickleball in, I don't know, 2024 has got to be too soon. But if uh, the 2028 Olympics happen, maybe those. Man. So, Bill, tell us, what is pickleball? They're this, this close to getting Pyongyang. I know it's going to happen within the next yeah. five months or so. All right, pickleball yep. is a racket sport. Uh, you know, again, I'm, Paddle, I'm, paddle. Paddle? Is there a difference? What's the difference between a paddle? And- oh, a racket is, has, a, has a twine and a, and a paddle is a flat well, surface, right? this is actually a matter of debate. I remember this. I have a question I ask at quite a few big quiz thing events about um, – I'm not going to give any – I'm not going to go through it. But I basically say what racket sport and the answer is ping pong or table tennis. And I've had people complain that's not a racket sport. It's a paddle sport. But the International Table Tennis Federation refers to it as a racket. So people who play ping pong or table tennis at a high level, they call that thing a racket. So honestly, I don't know what the difference is, but reading about pickleball, they seem to consistently call it a paddle. So call it a racket. I, I don't know. Uh, call here. it whatever you want. Yeah. So it's a paddle sport, which has recently caught on to some prominence in these United States. And of course, as Noah said, across the world to some degree, uh, this is like a hybrid of tennis and ping pong. Uh, which looks to me, based on the video footage I watched, the court of tennis or some form of the tennis court, as you understand it, combining with the mechanics of table tennis. It's AK. the si- It's small. It's the it's size smaller. of a the badminton net, court. And the net is lower. Yeah, on top yeah, of that. It's, it's like half or a third the size of a tennis and court. And I, yeah, I think the trick here is that it, it, this creates a game which is, I believe, some of the adherents have called it less um, effort intensive and skill intensive than actual tennis itself. Uh, and if you play tennis for six seconds, you know it is a very taxing sport. There's there's a lot to it. It is, it is not easy by any stretch of the means. Even to, even to be semi good at it, you got to be really good. 
this this was weird to find this origin story out. It was created. If you can like, could we go back to the to the First Nations tribe in Canada that was kicking the man's head around when they played lacrosse? Like, can we actually find this information out? If you're if you're kicking something in lacrosse, you're doing it wrong. That's true. But this sport was created in '65 in the state of Washington, the great state of Washington. By a, a, a congressman who I'm sure is deceased now, this man named Joel Pritchard. By the way, Joel Pritchard sounds like the most, uh, like he could be somebody on Dynasty or, or Falcon Crest. They're trying to influence, uh, you know, to get a Bond Act passed in the 1980s or something like that. Uh, but this this man. Wow, Joel, that's specific. Yeah, right? Man. It's very specific. So this yeah. guy Pritchard was messing around um, in his home court. He tried playing... Um, it took a, you know the the racket from ping pong and the, the, some of the pieces for this. I think he, and a wiffle ball. I think it was a wiffle ball. Yeah, it was a wiffle really... ball. The ball in pickleball is wiffle ball like. Mm-hmm. It's got the holes in it and all that. Yeah, it's so much lighter than a tennis ball. It's about or the same. Certainly a squash ball, which you have to pound for an hour and a half before it bounces. You know. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a hard. That's like a, the inside of a freaking avocado. That's I a... briefly played squash in high school. That's a tough fucking game. Yeah, you don't need that. It's like a rocket yeah. thrown around. Yeah. I can't have that. I can't have that. So he messed around on his home court with unorthodox rackets, unorthodox balls, unorthodox net heights, and his family fine-tuned it into something which could be standardized. That's what's weird. Is like this was just a screw around for some people, and they kind of came up with a set of rules. They said, okay, we're going to make this into yeah. a thing. How- but that happens with a lot of nouveau sports. I yeah, mean, sure. That happened with... You know, and around the same time, ultimate frisbee or, or disc golf or all those all those new sports. Right, right. But it's weird. It's like, well, then how does it jump out of this guy's home court and become? That was the thing I wasn't really sure, to be honest. Um, anyway, since the '60s, it's gained steam with official manuals. Of course, you've written rule books and you know uh, 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 strategies. There's tournaments. There's a players' association. That was it, and of course, televised events. Um, you know, you treat, I guess, you know what, maybe I'm answering my own question because MMA did that too. Like it wasn't a thing until it was a thing and then it it became very, you know, talk about formalized and specialized and you Yeah, but, but I mean, let's basketball, right? You know, the story about basketball was invented at like a YMCA in Connecticut or something. Oh yeah. But the hamburger. Yeah. You don't know the story? James, James Naismith. He's very famous. It's called basketball. You know, think about it. Those aren't baskets. Those are nets. Why is it called basketball? Because originally he put, it was like. Peach baskets or fruit baskets. He hung. Oh, right. Yeah. It was yeah. just a game to like keep these gym students busy. And of course, it would land in the basket and they had to like climb up and poke it out. And someone had the genius idea let's cut a hole in the bottom. So, yeah, I mean, basketball is only like 130 years old. I mean, this is how sports happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, like Noah said, this um, uh, you know, there's 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 a moment which this is having um, between coverage and the New York. Uh, what is it? NPR did some articles. Yeah, the, the Times is where I, I pushed this back to Noah and I said, "Oh, the Times is going to cover this, so let's put this at the top of the thing." And you know, we, it's been it's been a minute since we've done a New York Times uh, approved topic. Usually, we're going the Nick Nadell route or or some you know like <laughs> yes. Mar- the, Marie. <laughs> Marie shot Mitski at us, but it's like to go to the, the old gray lady. The, 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 our, our, two, our two authoritative sources are the New York Times and Nick Nadell. Yeah, or yeah, he should go, we should put in a, a good word for him so he can actually get a job there. I, these days I trust Nick more than the Times. So anyway, so what do you, uh, what do you think about Pickleball? Yeah, you- I mean, it's having a moment in a lot of ways. Uh, the, according to the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, Pickleball grew in popularity by 23% between 2016 and 2019. Um, and currently it's estimated 4.8 million people regularly play this. That's approximately the population of Oregon, Bill. Um, and it's about the number of people who play lacrosse and ice hockey combined. And here's something. Uh, there was an article in Gawker that had a great headline. Yeah, like, Who's I behind big good. pickleball? And then I clicked over to um, 
uh, The Dink, which is a pickleball e-magazine. And they said, like, they were they were kind of responding to the Gawker article. Like, is there a, is there a, uh, uh, a conspiracy behind Big Pickleball? And part of it is, uh, for some reason, Pickleball's been showing up in a lot of Bravo reality shows lately. You see a lot of those rich, fancy people, you know, John Cougar Mellencamp's daughter or whatever, playing pickleball. Um, so it's a hot thing now. Uh, here's a sentence I never thought I would read and would be completely uh, incomprehensible 20 years ago in, from Vanity Fair. Survivor winner Tyson Apostol has parlayed his reality TV fame into a career as a pickleball influencer. What the hell does any of that even mean? Pickleball influencer. Let's 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 send those words back in time and see if anyone. Can <laughs> Pickleball answer. influenza. Yes, I understand. Yeah, influenza. So yeah, it's 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 e- the fact that the court is smaller, it's easier than tennis. Uh, it's usually played in doubles, so you could play it in singles. The ball is lighter, the 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 paddle is lighter, so there's not as much running around. And apparently, one of the things people really like about this is is they see it as a more democratic sport. It's very easy to learn. I mean, I listened to explanations of the rules like five times, and I'm still not clear on it. But apparently it's very easy. I'm mostly clear on it. Very easy to pick up, easy to play. And uh, people think it's, it kind of evens out the difficulty level. A lot of old people are playing this, right? This is popular among seniors. But then it's catching on at schools. A lot of schools are starting to teach it. So there's this idea that, you know, elderly people could play against kids. Women could be playing against men. And it's just it's, – it's fun and friendly. And the differences are kind of sanded down. So it is – an it is a democratic game. Uh, look, I, it's a sport. So how much can I like it? Right, Bill? I'm not <laughs> remotely a yeah, sports guy. Ultimately what it comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. The times I've become in high school, just because I was a young male in Canada, I had to like hockey and I really got into it for a little while, especially my senior year, my hometown team, the Montreal Canadians won the Stanley cup and it was very exciting. But I realized when I went to college in the United States and six months into college, I hadn't thought of hockey once. And I'm like, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I didn't really like hockey. Um, but pickleball seems OK. I mean, how much harm can this do? And maybe that Democratic thing really is kind of nice. I mean, why not? I can believe it. And actually, there was a um, the Vanity Fair article was interesting because um well, I'll get to this later when I talk about the apocalypse, but it really made an argument that that this democratic thing is like this is just something rich, poor, you know, democratic, republican, whatever, like everyone can kind of take part in this. Also, uh if it's good exercise, that's something Americans need. If it's easy to learn, that's going to make it easier to exercise, you know. If it's democratic, anyone could play against anyone else. Again, it's going to make it easier, feel less elitist, uh, easy on the body. That's more and more appealing to me as I get older. Uh, but one thing that pisses me off about this, Bill, and we talk about this in a lot of topics, is like, how the fuck did this get so big and I've never heard of it? That's like, true. It's a good question. I watch clips online like there are televised events and tournaments all over the country and thousands of people watching. Like, how is this? Like, this is every day we're running into some phenomenon. How do you not even accidentally hear about it? Yes, yeah. Right, and like some, I was um, to research, I'm doing a public music quiz, March 4th in San Francisco, and I was researching like, what were the best-selling albums of the last few years? And I'm looking through the list of every album that has hit number one. 
And half of them, yeah, half of them I know. Half of them are artists I've literally never heard of. And they had a number one <laughs> album. Like rappers who's like literally I've never heard that name before. And like, how is this possible? They had a number one album and I've never heard of this person. Like, I know this is get off my lawny, but come on. I feel like in the 80s, someone who's like a 46-year-old person who's somewhat plugged into popular culture will have heard of every band with a number one album. I really think the balkanization is part of what leads to our problem. The fact that there could be an entire pickleball subculture and like it's just completely opaque to, to most of the people. And I heard of it five years ago, um, but it didn't, you know, I'd go months and months without the word ever coming up. And by the way, pickleball, the name, there's debate over where it comes from. Most sources say that that, um, that congressman and his rich buddies in Bainbridge Island that they named it after a dog named Pickles, which is funny because I know two people today who have dogs named Pickles. But then I read another quote that said the dog came later. The dog was named after the sport and the sport was named after one of them had a, a pickle boat and they named it after the boat. Okay. They said the paddle looked like something else. So whatever it is, it's probably not an interesting That's crazy. story. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, in particular, tennis has always rubbed me the wrong way. I really had a man on about tennis my entire life. And some of it comes yeah. from, it's a class thing, I think. It's because the sweaters never looked good tied around your neck. Yeah, the irony is that my father played, my father, who was as, as, as you know, um, anti-elitist as possible, he played tennis out on Long Island. I, and really? I, I never really wrapped my head around it. Yeah, because it's like there were some public courts where you could play tennis. He played handball and he played tennis and and it, you know like it put it put a lie to this thing but it's like every other example of uh, people who played tennis were were very much upper class people or upper middle class that that kind of thing and so I've always and you know the one or two one or two times I've actually tried to play tennis it is a miserable game it is difficult as fuck <laughs> um, yeah yeah I, tennis I is hard could not make contact with the ball I couldn't rally I couldn't track side to side I played it. I would say about 25 minutes, and I said, I'm never going to do this again. I'm perfectly okay. This, <laughs> this is not for me. So, I mean, it's like pick, pick a ball. Oh, and I, and I don't have any, you know, I played ping pong when I was a kid, too. My grandmother had, like, a yeah. table uh, down in her basement, and I could never cool. make contact with the ball. Never. Really? So that was the thing. I got, I wouldn't say I got good at ping pong. We had a ping pong table in our basement. Ping pong's one of those sports that, like, when I worked really hard at it, I got okay, and then a day later I played and I sucked. That's yeah. me with any sport. It is. I, I, I don't have any yeah. hand-eye coordination. I don't have yeah. any depth perception. So it's like I couldn't. I couldn't play either of those games. So it's like yes. this is not something that's going to work for me. Uh, you know. But but and the funny thing is, like looking at the video, honestly, I, I, it was pickleball. Had no idea what it was. Even read the description and um, thought it was ridiculous until I looked at the video. I still didn't know what to expect. I'm like, oh, this is uh, just ping pong where you're standing on the table. To some pretty degree. much. It, yeah, yeah. There are some rule tweaks, but. The closest thing is ping pong while standing on the table. And you know what? If you don't have the paddles and you raise the net and you inflate the ball, it's volleyball. That's tr pretty much, yeah. All racket far. games like that are, are variants of ping pong. Yeah. Tennis I'm, is ping pong. Again, tennis. another game I did I couldn't play, volleyball. Yeah. Chalk it up to another failure for old Bill, your old buddy Bill. But, I, I mean, the, the video, the guy talking about dinks and with this paddle and this ball, and I'm like, this looks patently absurd. It's not like, not only have I never heard about it, but it's like, is this a satire? Is this like a Harold <laughs> Ramis movie from 1980? Or some, like, some weird titty movie from 82 called Pickleball? Uh, you know, a bunch yeah, of topless this is, women. This is, this is basketball with the South Park guys. Right, yeah. National Lampoon's uh, Pickleball. Or, you know, Pickleball. Starring uh, Devin Dude, Sawa or something. I have no idea. We, we, we live in a world where people are actually playing Quidditch competitively. Yeah, so. That is true, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I was thinking, uh, the only comparison I had, I was, I was, the last sport we did, in fact, was MMA. I think we've only yeah. done two sports uh, historically on this show, unless, I could, unless I'm missing a third one in there. Uh, we did MMA and eSports. Oh, eSports. Yeah, I guess eSports is we get to sit in a chair with a headset on. And we, we, I think we agreed it counts as a sport. Oh, What's it definitely sport? counts as a sport. Um, and by the way, I want to be clear, neither of us have played pickleball to prepare for this. I am having a hard time walking because I've been playing pickleball lately and my lower back is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting from pickleball. So why, why has pickleball caught on? Why do people like it? Why do people feel like this is a good, wholesome thing? What is behind the, uh, the tasty briny snap of a good game of pickleball? <laughs> Garlicky, kosher Garlicky pickleball. Game. Exactly. By yeah. the way, how did cucumbers get to just be pickles? You know, you pickle something else, it becomes a pickled tomato, a pickled onion. But if you pickle a cucumber, it's just a pickle. That's a good question. Yeah. How did Sem- it get dominance of the pickling art? Yeah, the absolute, the absolute hegemony of, of the cu- big cucumber put yes. it through. That's hegemony. the problem. Big cucumber. Big cucumber and big pickleball have teamed up. Well, I think this is a lower buy-in than tennis, which apparently, oh, yeah. I mean, even before Venus and Serena, you know, tennis, you know, when we were growing up in the 80s, suburban kids fucking love tennis. I mean, I, I wrote my notes, there's this term called some white nonsense, as the kids might say. And I think I think that has something to do with it. But people have wanted to play tennis for a long time, whether it is putting on the white shorts and all that garbage, uh, or if it's people who just, you know, people who want to play, uh, if not the white shorts, then the idea that, right, Americans love sports. They, they eat up basketball. I mean, the people who don't do anything don't do anything. But the people who do sports, like, fucking love all the sports. And yeah. this is yeah. another thing. It's got, the, it's got, it still has, even though it's 50... 50 some years old it still has kind of that new car smell on it because it's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a lot of people don't know it's new either they don't realize they're buying into you know an, an established thing yeah but it requires much you know fewer skills uh you don't you know you can do it with old person knees the, the story in the times had it looked like retirees who are pushing 70 years mm-hmm. old with their tobacco tan skins and you know and their what <laughs> tennis whites and their and their nike air sneakers playing this ridiculous sport in stills and it, you know it does look like something out of some retirement home catalog you know like oh enjoy our pickle pickleball court in the back you know we can we can dialysize you afterwards in a big chair which is really nice <laughs> so you know yeah. I, I was just to say where uh, 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 people are doing this is to me the question mark um, the popularity is the thing but it's like you to do this you still need tennis courts. You know what I mean? It's like you yeah. you kind of can't get around a location. That was one of the things that like two sports in particular, golf and tennis, I've always kind of looked down my nose on because it's like those are inflexible sports where you must travel to a massive location purposely uh, built for that one thing. And- I, I don't know, man. During the Depression, people were building miniature golf courses in every backyard. And yes, I know that's not golf, but I fucking hate golf. I just, you know. Forget golf. Just miniature. Fuck around with a windmill for an hour and a half. That's <laughs> but know. it's like there are uh, the 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 idea that you know you when you're going to a golf course when you're going to a tennis court, then you have rules. Then you have probably dues. There are some public mm. versions of each, but in America they are include they are you know increasingly private. Those I, things. I don't I don't think that's true about tennis. Oh, golf, I, think, I agree. I think it's there very are tennis. True about tennis. There are te- I mean, yes, not in like poor neighborhoods. But there are tennis courts in every suburb that are open for the public to play. And one of the things people like about pickleball is it's a smaller footprint. 
And in fact, tennis people are getting annoyed that some tennis courts are being converted to pickleball, cannibalizing them. So whereas four people the most can play in a tennis court, you could turn that into two pickleball courts and eight people can play, right? right? Yeah. So why, how, why would you synthesize that this is popular right now? Yeah, well, I agree with you. Ten, it's easier than tennis, right? All the things we said, it's friendly, anyone can play, easy to learn, you know, a small a small bar of entry. And yeah, fine, there is still, there's got to be a court, but it sounds like this is an easier court to do, uh, to make, to create, right? So you can pack in a little more. Um, I mean, it's telling that it was created by guys who just kind of improvised. I think they had a badminton court in their backyard. So I've heard stories. I read stories about people just setting up nets on basketball courts and playing pickleball there, right? Um, and yes, sports, you know, sports are such an ecosystem that the sporting world is it's easier to pick up on. Also, you know, it's easier for something to get popular. And then to that point, these days, because of the balkanization, because of the internet, because of viral trends, all that, like sports can, a new sport can find an audience more quickly. Because they're just new ways to disseminate the the rules, the aesthetic, the fact that it even exists. And then I read a, a pretty interesting uh, article. I don't know where. It was on one of those pickleball websites that they said – they weren't given a lot of evidence. But they said pickleball is being added to school curriculums, which makes sense to me, right? I'd rather they have pickleball at my school than – whatever torture they put us through. Um, <laughs> God, phys ed was just the worst. They made us They made us run laps. There was a, a duck pond behind my middle school. Ducks lived in this pond. And they made us run laps in the path around it. It was just covered in duck shit 24 hours a day. So the smell of duck shit brings me back there, like running these laps and wanting to vomit into the... Anyway, so they said it was good during the pandemic. It is good during the pandemic, because unlike a lot of gym sports, it's, you know, people wanted to get outside more. This is outside generally. You can be social. You can be relatively close to one another more than tennis. You're closer since it's smaller so you could talk to each other. But there's not a lot of contact. You could still maintain six feet apart. Yeah, that was important. So, that, 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 that's why I read that highlighted a bunch right. of times. But I was confused about this. Like, but kids weren't going to school when it was an issue of being six feet apart. So were they saying on, on virtual school, hey, coming down to the park, we're going to play pickleball? I mean, I guess they were, right? Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it was fueled by we need something easy but still active and outdoors and still social. And maybe pickleball hit that sweet spot of something that was safe but still kind of, you know, a sport. It's kind of hard. It's pretty simple in what it's supposed to be, but it's pretty hard to hit consistent dinks over here. No, let's go back to you being humiliated as a teenager. Uh, would you have liked pickleball <laughs> as a kid? I'm I'm going to say maybe. So I remember the first summer when I was 10, they were sending me to a sporty summer camp. I Don't ask why I was being sent to a sports summer camp. And I remember thinking like tennis is going to be my sport. I don't know why, but something about hitting a ball I thought would be really cool. And I think I was like 10 minutes into the first lesson. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, I remember that lesson. Like, we weren't just hitting a ball. Here's the proper grip. And, you know, move your hand this way. And just, it bored me. And I was bad at it and all that. I feel like pickleball, I would have, because of the low bar of entry, I think I might have really dug it. And I'm not saying I would have become like a pickleball master. But 
you know, maybe in this alternate universe, I would have done it enough so there actually would have been a sport I would have, like, done as a hobby. It's probably unlikely, but better chance than with tennis, right? Uh, but then, I don't know. I also played ping pong, and I ended up sucking at that. So, you know, what's to say I would have not sucked at pickleball? Um, yeah, and it's funny, because I think about ping pong, I think about Foursquare. Remember Foursquare? Yeah, sure. So I remember playing those games and really liking them until they got competitive, until we were actually keeping score, until it was part of like the Olympics at camp. Because then I realized I sucked, right? Then I wasn't getting the points. Then my teammates were pissed at me because I sucked and I brought them down. So I think I would have liked pickleball at first. And then as soon as like it mattered for anything, I would have just, you know, I, I would have wanted to crawl into my hole and read comic books again. Well, I, I think that's it. I mean, that's it right there. You know, the 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 synthesis between playing as a kid uh, just for funzos and then having it become competitive. And the, to be honest, yep. that, that line is so thin, it's diaphanous. It almost doesn't exist. Um, but no, I hated... Well, it depends I, who you're playing with. It depends who you're playing with, right? Yeah. Well, but the You're playing is- with friends, no one cares. You're playing against kids who pick on you for points to win the Camp Olympics. It matters. Those are my friends. They still they still <laughs> use it as, as ammunition against you to to denigrate your your sexuality when you're a younger age. Yes, and exactly. To make you because feel because you, you can't hit a wiffle ball with a ping pong paddle means you enjoy the the romantic company of your own gender. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's logical. It's logical. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So no, I I look. I've always hated watching sports. And I know it's it's funny, but other than hockey, which I I watched hockey for about a decade or so. And then don't watch hockey anymore. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't know. I guess I really didn't care for it that much or it was a momentary diversion. I don't know. But um, I enjoy playing sports even less. And I wasn't good at a single one of them because I don't have depth perception. I don't have hand-eye coordination. I can't uh, – I, I don't know where my body – I don't have proprioception. I don't know where my body is. I can't move around a three-dimensional space. I don't have balance. And so sports was a terrible, terrible thing in school to do. Um, it you know I understand that American schools since Kennedy had the physical fitness program and all that stuff. But um, it was one of the most galling and brutal and humiliating experiences. I mean, and there weren't that many. There were cert- certainly some ritualized, standardized humiliation experiences, that, almost like a, a, you know, a hazing at an Ivy League school or something like that. But, but PE class in, in, from junior high school onwards Ugh. was just ritualized torture. Um, Nightmare. Uh, yeah, Nightmare. awful. So no, there, there's no way. Well, actually, and my notes say this. I made sure to write this down. The way you feel about video games, this is my that. Yeah, but this is my that too. Yeah, I, I feel the way about this and video games. Okay, but I'm saying I didn't have one besides this, you know. Okay. Stand up tall and dink with your friends. We dink with our friends for five minutes, and then all of a sudden we're ready to go. Is the rise, the popularity of pickleball, the existence of pickleball, the fact that there is something called pickleball, and its website is called The Dink, and when you hit the ball, you can't wander into the kitchen. They call them no volley zone. That's right. That's I picked right. up on the rules somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fact that it's all over Bravo and that John Cougar Mellencamp has a daughter who's a, a TV reality star socialite. I learned that in this. Yeah, Teddy Mellencamp something else. I'm always going to call him John Cougar Mellencamp. Apparently he hates Cougar. He despised that. But uh, he'll always be Johnny Cougar to me. Um, are any of these things the sign of the uh, apocalyptic? <laughs> Added to the list of signs of the apocalypse. Does, does pickleball count? The augurs of the apocalypse. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, this is some like sort of physical use of your 
your time, you know, in, in an epoch where it seems like a lot of people are, are tending to gravitate towards being indoor hermits. And that, I don't leave anybody out of that. I'm, I think that is a pan age thing. That is younger kids who grew up on tablets. Uh, that is older people who hermeticize in um, suburbs and exurbs. That is urbanites who tend to not know their neighbors. It's very easy to be asocial these days, which seems amazing mm-hmm. because I'm, it's, I'm the opposite of that. I'm, I'm, I'm hypersocial. Um, so, you know, it, it, let's put it this way. In order to play this, you de- you'd need, a, you need a, something to play against. You need to go out to a place where this is. You know, those are all yeah. useful human things. Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody needs to learn those skills, but it's always good to keep them sharp. Those are things that you always want to make sure happens. Um, I just think this, this is good social counter-programming to um, empty, uh, empty interior social lives. Mm. Um, you know, and it's like, I, again, the sport itself, I don't give a shit about. Uh, but it's it's really hard to argue unless look unless of course uh, you know like I said before some white nonsense is this really just people in tennis whites is this is this you know kids in middle class suburbs everywhere is this getting out to other things for Christ's sake I I don't know and I didn't look far enough into it to see whether this is just another delineation for class which I do think tennis like aside from the the Williams sisters and stuff like that I think tennis is still heavily class bound. Um, and golf certainly is too, you know, uh, Eldon Woods uh, accepted and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, this didn't seem to be that bad to me. One thing that was a little apocalyptic to me about it is this this Vanity Fair article, which was really interesting, begins with just basically a list of all the celebrities who are into it. Uh, this sneaky, fast amalgam of tennis, badminton, and ping pong has been embraced by Larry David, Melinda Gates, Jamie Foxx, the Kardashians, Owen Wilson, Jillian Michael, Zach Braff, and Juliana Rancic. I don't know who that is. Pro athletes from Russell Wilson to Anika Sorenstam have mastered the dink and dot drive. And then they have the thing about the guy who's a, a pickleball influencer. And then all the rich people who play and they fly around their 50-pound box of pickleball equipment to send it up uh, at Italian cliffside so they can play at the villa that they're vacationing. All this shit just, you know, as the world's completely falling apart and the people with power are just, you know, locked into their own worlds of privilege. Leisure classing it, yeah. Right. And then I kind of came down because, you know, I don't want to get on Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair is pretty good. And, of course, I, I'm reading this, but to the right are links to other articles where something the New York Times won't do. You know, in a headline, they're calling out that Trump praising Putin means he's an insane maniac who must never, ever, ever be given power again in this country. Um, you know, so Vanity Fair, it's, there's no harm. And look, we're talking about pickleball, so I can't really blame that. Right. So yeah, for the most part, I do not think this is apocalyptic. And I think it might, you know, you bring up something that's good about it, that it, it's, it's a good way to get people to be social and active. And I agree. And then I'm going to quote, when the Vanity Fair article got a little better about how democratic it is. And I really like this. It said, the boom appears surprisingly democratic as pickleball gains popularity across the socioeconomic spectrum. You can find courts at Carmel Valley Ranch outside Big Sur, California, and at La Casa Mobile Home Park in North Port, Florida. So again, Bill, yes, you have to set up a court, but it's pretty easy. Okay. And then Vanity Fair continues. I like this. I've been to two major pickleball tournaments and can't remember if they even played the national anthem, let alone if anyone kneeled. So look, I'm all for kneeling in front of the national anthem. I think it's a perfectly American way to protest. But 
you know, maybe we need some stuff that just is completely uncontroversial. Yeah. So I feel kind of good about this. You know, I feel like, all right, like this is something maybe we can agree on and it's good for everyone. And it doesn't really hurt anyone. Like, yeah, don't, don't tear up houses and waste water to build a golf course, but how much of a heavy lifted is it to base a pickle, to build a pickleball court? We saw some amazing singles pickleball. Everybody round of applause, first of all. And we are now here. I'm here with Heather from Margaritaville, who's going to be presenting our silver medal. Okay, let's get to jealousy. Bring it on home. Yeah. How does this yeah. uh, How does this affect you? What does this make oh, you? Oh, totally jealous. fill you with rage and envy. Totally jealous. Totally jealous. Because as with everything, like, you know, I've built something and there aren't tournaments on TV. And, you know, it's not, uh, I don't know. Anytime something ultra obscure turns out to have thousands of thousands of millions of people who really care about it. It makes me feel very alone, very old, very out of touch, and very much like my efforts, you know, pickleball, this ridiculous sounding thing is huge and hot and people care about, and my little thing, you know, can't get out of first gear, it feels like, compared to that. So, totally jealous, totally racked with envy. What about you, Mr. Mr. Agassi? I guess I... You know that Andre Agassi hated tennis? That's a really interesting story, by the way. Andre what? Agassi, he despised tennis. He was good at it. His dad drove him to do it. He became really good at it. But he fucking hated tennis. He was so resentful of the fact that he was he was impelled to do it by his father, who was a rigid test master. He got so good at it that he blamed tennis for all the things that were wrong in his life. He- does he not play tennis anymore? Um, I think he has a lot to do with tennis, but he had a very hard deal of reconciling his relationship with the game. I thought that was fascinating. He wrote, he wrote an autobiography. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because, you know, he was ubiquitous when we were kids. He shaved all the hair on his body off, and he became like a, a you know, number one ranked tennis player in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, eight-time major champion. <clears throat> and he wrote a book saying, it's like, you know what? I had such a terrible relationship because it was everything I was forced to do. So because you know he he had to reconcile his relationship with tennis, but anyway, they, we're not here. But this isn't the Agassi. He cast, retired but, from tennis in two thousand six. He's married to a fucking tennis. I I don't believe it. He's one of the best tennis players in history, and you're saying yeah. he hated it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, someone, I guess Richard Nixon hated people, and he got himself elected president. So yeah. Oh, sweetheart. Donald Trump hates people, but he doesn't think he does. Um, as, okay. as, as a man with zero coordination and, and, and depth perception, I look. I always wish I had the ability to, to make contact with a ball, be it with you know with a bat or a racket, a club, freaking be able to land a basketball through a three pointer or a layup or anything like that. Anything. Uh, you know, I, I have prowess envy when I feel like I. I See someone being able to like get a, a rally going in tennis. Um, when when we were in the Caribbean, uh, there was a tennis court at the hotel we were at, and I'm like watching my father-in-law play tennis, and um, you know the guy loved the guy's 86 years old. He's he's, he's played tennis for freaking 40 years, and he's really really into it. And there's just a passion about it where it's like, well, he somehow has reached something inside the game of tennis where he is you know compelled to go out there and play and still work even though he just doesn't have the, the footwork to go back and forth he can still return serves you know and it's like i wish i loved something physical that much because you know the, the whole idea of the social bonding thing like you know that playing yeah. with people i really yeah. don't have that in any form and a real cheap and easy either. way to get it is to do sports and i just don't do I, sports. I don't either i yeah, yeah I, I didn't think of that i'm totally jealous of that i just there's no physical activity like that that 
brings me any joy. It's pretty sad. So t- tell me about the uh, the Fredonian scale. Uh, the Fredonian X- scale. The hail, hail, Fredonia, land of the brave and the free. So where does this thing to fall? To war, to war. Uh, so yes, I was thinking of sports we did before. So MMA and esports. Oh, I, 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 the... could you count cup stacking, by the way? Because I kind of oh, forgot about cup uh... stacking. It was competitive. It was a competitive sport. And it is physical. This is why I said esports is a sport because it's physical, right? You got to get physical. Let's get to physical. Let me hear your body talk. Uh, Okay. So here's the formula I came up with MMA. I forgot about cup stacking. MMA plus. So I thought MMA was all right. You know, combat sports. I get it. I get the thrill. I still like pro wrestling. MMA plus. The inverse of esports, right? I didn't like esports. That was below zero. So MMA plus negative one times esports divided by, you ready for this? Uh oh, here we go. Athleisure, which has a <laughs> sporty element. Yes, and a consumer element. Yep. And a consumer element, which pickleball is veering into. Although I read something interesting, even the world's greatest pickleball players, like, you win all the tournaments, you still don't make them. They were talking about some big tournament where the winners just went home with like $2,500 each. So if you really want to make money as a pickleball pro, you got to like teach and train and it's a bit of a grind, right? It's like baseball in the old days. You got to have a day job. Um, So yes, MMA plus the inverse of esports divided divided by by, athleisure. Yeah, athleisure. You you, uh, you crunch those numbers and you find the latitude and longitude lines of – pickleball you know i'm putting the cards into my univax computer and the results should be done by tomorrow i think so yes yeah i'm gonna put this machine can process six tax returns a day (laughs) well i uh since this is a tennis by a slightly different name uh you know i think or tennis pong or ping pingness tennis pong pingness pingminton pingminton pigminton pigminton so yeah. for the you know the lack of originality and the barrier to entry that you might need to play this and my unwillingness to play it actually I would kind of rank it around Marie Kondo of all things Noah because because follow you, you, my, it's a way to find your joy well it's lots like Marie and, and Kondo fetishize Asian people Marie Kondo was a was kind of a it could be cool to your life like Marie Kondo could could better your life if you buy into it if you subscribe into the whole throwing shit out thing um, but in particular because it doesn't address anything in my life usefully that's why i sort of think it falls flat and just winds up somewhere in the middle of a thing that is potentially benign but essentially useless to me so i got i got no place for it okay but here's a question for you let's say one of your you know one of your dutch buddies you know he, he comes comes over to you in his wooden shoes knocks on your door yeah He's, I'll, uh, I'll hear him coming, by the way. I'm going to hear yes, him coming. He, they, 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 fixed, they fixed the hole in the dike so he doesn't have to stand there with his finger in it. He comes over. He says, I can't do a Dutch accent, so I'm not even going to try. He says, Bill. Wait, wait. Uh, does, does, he, does he crawl off the cigar wrapper first for the old Dutch man? Exactly. And he's, he's, got a, he's eating a chunk of Edam cheese. And <laughs> he says, Bill, there is a new pickleball pickle pickle court 10 minutes down the road. I got the equipment. Do you want to try playing? Do you go and play? Oh, it's no, it's I, someone you actually want to spend time with, and it's a lovely day. Yeah, I don't have I don't have knees. I can't do it. So, I, but this is the point. You don't you don't need to walk. You just you can kind of stand in one spot. It's like ping pong. 
Yeah, I don't have shoulders either. It's kind of the problem. My 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 left shoulder is pretty degraded, so I'd have difficulty doing any of these things. I know. I'm just coming. So you up. wouldn't even try it. You wouldn't no, I not even. I wouldn't even try it. I'd stay inside and write more hate-filled rants on Twitter. Okay. See, Please. I would. I'm I mean, sure the fact would. that my yeah. nephews got me playing tennis. If it's my net, and they say they hate pickleball. They're they're tennis partisans, but I totally would try it because I'll play ping pong if given the opportunity. Right? I'd try it. I might even like it. I'd, I'd probably I'd hate it, but I might even like it. You think I would? Watch it, man. In three years, I'm going to be a, a – it's going to be my new life. I'm going to be a pickleball pro. They were saying about some guy who won some big pickleball tournament and he had only been playing for three years. So, you know, it's hope possible. springs eternal, my friend. Yeah. yeah. And, and that guy was going to be 53 as well. <laughs> 53? Jeez. Okay. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. All right, everybody. If you want to find past episodes of this program, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Show. Write to us at noandbilldon'tgetit at gmail.com. Give us a review. That's how people find podcasts. We could use your help, my friends. I'm on Twitter, at William Scurry. My video content is on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And last week, I was the guest of the Wrong Real Podcast again, uh, and my good friend James Hancock. We talked about the third installment of the Naughty 90s series that we've been doing. We discussed... Uh, Crash, we discussed Indecent uh, Behavior, which is a Shannon Tweed banger from the old days, and we discussed the Madonna pot, lurid pot boiler called Body of Evidence. So that's on wrongreal.com if you're looking at it. But it's all over the socials, too. But anyway, here's Noah here to tell you where he's I, at. I, I have a confession to make, Bill. I started listening to that episode of Wrong Real, and I had to give up when I realized I'd never seen any of those movies. It's a problem. So that's like about a buried entry. I, I need you. I like Wrong Real when it's a movie I know. Like he recently did an episode where he talked about Halloween, the original Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Which I forgot how much I love that movie. And I really enjoyed that. So so my recommendation, Bill, I know that's not a podcast for me. It's for people who are more hardcore film nerds than I am. Yeah. But like do a movie I know and I'll I'll be I'll be happy. So noted. That. I'll keep that in mind. But you people listening, you should listen to all the episodes. Don't yeah. listen to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am. Uh, I I spend my time not with hateful Twitter rants or pickleball, but with the big quiz thing. Bigquizthing.com. We are America's premier providers of corporate and private trivia events, virtually and in person. And as I mentioned earlier, we are dipping our toes back into the public world here in the Bay Area. Uh, where I am hosting uh, public events, uh, it looks like we're going to be monthly at this glorious outdoor space, The Crossing at East Cut. Great spot, right, uh, conveniently located on the uh, east side of the San Francisco Peninsula. And uh, it's not, it's it's razor close to official. Our next date will be Sunday, March 27th, 5 p.m., free to play. And in the meantime, this Friday, March 4th, also free, indoor at Manny's in the Mission, uh, welcome to Manny's SF.com, I believe, but you can find links at bigquizzing.com. And that's going to be a music-themed quiz. Again, hosted by me, 7.30 p.m. Again, free to play. What is up with this? Uh, I can tell you about that later. But uh, bigquizzing.com for details. And of course, of course, hire us for your own corporate or private trivia event, fundraisers, bar bat mitzvahs, cult initiations, you name it, bigquizzing.com. Thank you. So until the next Racket versus Paddle, debate-filled episode of this show, We We Don't don't Get get it. It. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2022.